1: Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, and this is episode 41 of the podcast for September 2017. So this month uh, uh, is a very uh, special uh, month for uh, Dark Crystal, because uh, this month we've got uh, Joe, um, the writer of The uh, the Shadows of the Dark Crystal, um, as well as the recently released Song of the Dark Crystal, and as well as another little project that's sort of been in the works, which I'll you know (laughs) we'll chat about uh, you know later on the show. So I just want to say, Joe, uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, and 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 also I guess you know congratulations are in order uh, for 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 the recent launch uh, for Song of the Dark Crystal, and and as well as um being part of um the Dark Crystal, I guess in a big way with as your role as sort of like a staff writer. On the Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's been an exciting couple months uh, yeah. <laughs> for for the Dark Crystal and for me in particular.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely chat about Age of Resistance uh, later in, on in the show. But I might as well start off by, I, I guess, one of the questions I wanted I was curious about with Age of Resistance. So, um, h- how did that came about? Like when they, uh, how, how did that happen? When they uh, told you, "Hey, we're doing this Netflix show." Um, to be on board uh, with with the show?
0: Yeah, so I was actually, I knew that uh, they were working on something. A lot of the details I wasn't totally aware of, but I, I did know something was happening for a while. I didn't know whether they were going to call me in to help with it. I obviously mm. hoped that they would. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you know. Uh, so when I got the email that was just like, hey, you know, do you want to come out to LA and and work on this show? I was like uh yes <laughs> obviously yes. <laughs> yes it was really kind of a no brainer um but yeah it, it the it was a very um sudden thing too i mean like i knew that they were working on it but the time between uh, when i got the the call
1: that mm-hmm. when they asked
0: me to come out and when I had to be out there yes. was a cu- like a couple of weeks I had to basically arrange. And, and the amount of time that I was going to be there was, they weren't really sure. It was kind of indefinite depending on, you know, how long things take. So I sort of had to drop everything that I was doing yeah. and run, you know, rush to LA, uh, for an undetermined amount of time to write television. So as a Midwestern novelist, it was, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, ex- very exciting. Um, and uh, uh, you know, fresh experience.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can imagine because I know you're just, you're sort of you know worked you know we're doing you know novels and stuff. So I guess writing scripts it was is is this sort of your sort of your first time you know with writing in in that format uh, for yourself as a writer?
0: Yeah, I actually um, when I first started my undergraduate. Yeah, I I wanted to go into film writing. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I took. I mean, I, I wrote some some scripts when I was, you know, like a freshman in college, and then I slowly gra- gravitated more into uh, linguistics and and language and English. But yeah, sure. um, so it was kind of fun to go back, but it was definitely it's definitely. I mean, as anybody who, who's ever written a script or a novel knows, mm-hmm. very different uh, experience. But the the writing room was so. Um, fun to be around and so helpful and everybody just got along so great that it was never really, a a problem. So I was just grateful to be there and be part of the, the story process. And yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very exciting. I mean, even, um, I mean, one of the big questions I had for a long for a long while was how, how long are these episodes are going to be? And I think at um, San Diego Comic-Con when um, Javier was interviewed, I think for uh, Wide, I think this was a video that you posted on your um, Facebook page and he announced that, you know, it's going to be a one-hour show. It's like, oh, my God, 10, ten hours of Dark <laughs> Crystal. It's uh, going to happen, So, no, which is fantastic. All right. Well, I, I guess, you know, we're, we're, We'll get on to on to, um, with our uh, song of the dark crystal. So yeah, I mean, congratulations, you know, with with that launch as well. And um and, and how's sort of the reaction been so far with um with uh, the song of the dark crystal.
0: Oh, so the book came out July 18th. We had a little launch party in Minneapolis. It wasn't little. It, it seemed little because it was in my town, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, yeah. Um, actually, we had the, the launch party was at Wild Rumpus Books, which was uh, Publishers Weekly's um, bookstore of the year, actually. So that was pretty cool. And um, it's a really cool little store. Nice. Uh, they have a lot of uh, like uh, bookstore pets that are there. So there's okay, like yep. cats
1: chickens and that's
0: cool stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was really fun um some people drove out a couple hours to come to the reading we did a reading um signed some books and then so far I mean it it hasn't been too long uh so I haven't really I haven't been sent any uh like um I want to say formal reviews but so far as far as I can tell from people messaging me on Facebook and writing me emails they've all seemed pretty happy with it and so you know that's that's as much as I can really ask for as a as a writer who's who's working on something that already has such a, a loyal fan base.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the story myself. I thought it was kind of you know a fun sort of adventure um, with all these different characters. Um, they're being you know incorporated into the story. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the, 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 song of the dark crystal. Um, and yeah, so no, thank you for, you know, you know, for writing it and yeah, I really,
0: yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you it. enjoyed yeah. it. I remember, I think in an earlier interview, you were mentioning about how, uh, you liked Kylan and, and sort of how he's the, the song teller. So I was interested to see kind of how you felt about, uh, how the story ended up. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely did. Um, yeah, like, um, he actually had a much bigger role, um, in, in Song of the Dark Crystal, um, a very mm-hmm. big, big part. So yeah, I think I really enjoyed sort of, um, um, his arc, you know, from, Good. from the, from the very first book, you know, he's sort of, you know, sort of the shy sort of, I know, I saw him as a shy quad, you know, he, you know, wasn't a strong person, um, right. and sort of, you know, over time he was able to sort of step up the plate, I guess, um, in a way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really like that. And, um, yeah, so I'm very excited to see, um, you know, the, the, the further adventures of, of Kylan and, and yeah. of course all the other characters, um, uh, of Naya and, um, and, you know, you got some new characters, um, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Amory, the, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Groton Gelfling, and, mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah, and um, I'm just trying to think, so I guess one of the questions um i I know um bland garrett uh uh has got me a couple of questions i I'm, which is something I'm sort of really curious about, I know this is uh part of you know a series of books um is there any is there a term that you've sort of been referring to these books are the, the the shadows series? Or is it simply oh. sort of like the Dark Crystal novel series?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was a conversation that we had early on that never really had a conclusion. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I think right now they're they're uh, filed, on in like Amazon and Barnes and Noble as the Dark Crystal series, which isn't. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I guess that's true, but it's not the Dark Crystal series. It's the Dark Crystal young adult novels. Um, yes. Yeah. But I think that as far as marketing goes, like the people that kind of shelve young adult don't mm-hmm. really also shelve, you know, they're not a comic book store. It's, it's gotten to the, it's it's kind of confusing. I don't have yeah. a, an answer. No, <laughs> no, definitely an answer. No. Oh, no, no. Yeah.
1: It was just, yeah, it, it has been one of those things, I think in um, previous episodes, like um, with the round table shows, uh, where we sort of discuss about the books. And I think that sort of popped up, I think, in one of the episodes. Um and I think it's just a sort of a general thing, yeah, where we refer to them as the Shadows series or, yeah, they got a new name or, I don't know, maybe Shadows of the Song of the of the, right, you right, know, right. of the the Dark Crystal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for, like, Game of Thrones, we have yeah. Song of Ice and Fire for the books. Yeah, I think for originally I, I pitched the yeah. kind of the phrase The Great Gathering, but uh, yes, um, yeah. it never – it never got officially uh, put on anything, so... Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I, <laughs> yeah. if I say that, that's just my pet name for it. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. And I guess, um you know,
1: for any new listeners that are, you know, new to the show, um, that are listening to this episode for the first time, um I, I mean, I might as well ask you just, uh, you know, what what the synopsis is uh, with uh, Song of the Dark Crystal.
0: Shadows, the first book, um, kind of covers... The the inciting event when the Gelfling first discover what the Skeksis are doing, Song of the Dark Crystal takes place, it, it starts, I want to say, like five minutes after Shadows ends. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Really, no, no, no time has passed. And it it takes place from Kylan's point of view this time, and it kind of follows the story of them uh, learning more about what they have discovered and and sort of, uh, unpacking what the implications are in a greater sense. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, it focuses on the main theme that everybody has something special that they, uh, can bring toward fighting the Skeksis in a way. Uh, and that, you know, it's not always about being able to fight or, you know, wield a sword. Or, or something like that so it's about it's about the fact that when when it comes to uh, standing up to this Texasus and what they're doing everybody is going to have a, a part to play even if that's something that maybe they don't think that they uh, that that's a skill that they have within them already Yes. it is yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely and I, and I think you know I mean because this is you know coming out this episode's coming out a little bit later that um you know I think we could probably Go into little spoilers here and there so for any people that you know haven't read the book um that we're going to get ah, into yes <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you uh want to listen any further and you haven't um read um shadows all or song of the dark crystal uh i recommend yeah you know you know pause, pause the show and and check out those uh books give them a read and and continue on with um listening to the episode so i just want to give the listeners a bit of a warning you know just in case um but i think but i think there'll be quite a few listeners out there who have read these books that'll be interested in knowing more um about with a uh, song of the dark crystal um sure. yeah so i might just you know put some questions i mean there was one question i just sort of um i know it's probably a bit out there um it, it it's actually to do with Ryan's brother um so mm-hmm. his name's um Tim Try so is that was that sort of like a um, I sort of got that as a reference to either like Tim three, like AKA
0: time when you, um, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's, it's a little bit more mundane than that. Originally yeah. he had a different, <laughs> he had a different name and then the Henson company asked me to come up with something um, more. What did they say? Timely enlightened, enlightened maybe. Is uh, like, okay, I don't yes, know, yep. yeah, It was yep. just more like, can we come up with something a little bit better for him? So my, my wife's, brother's name is tim so okay, i yes. just I, right. it was <laughs> that's, it was his birthday about the time i was writing it so it's a little bit more boring than something profound like okay yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah because okay, yeah, when i saw the name you know tim try and then you know mm-hmm, i was thinking mm-hmm. try is three tim three you switch the three it's an e mm-hmm. it's time <laughs> um yeah no, that's
0: yeah <laughs> a, I'll, I'll tell people that's what i was thinking in yeah. later interviews
1: <laughs> um so so i mean are, are you able to delve in what was um his original name what you originally came up with
0: uh you know i don't even remember i think it started with a y i think i think yeah. his name might have it might have seemed a little bit more fraggly than gelfling e. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's so. All right. yeah
1: um and, and, and so yeah, I mean that was just one of those you know random things that sort of popped in my mind as I was writing the notes um, <laughs> with the book. So I mean, and and probably the one thing that I really loved about with um, "Song of the Dark Crystal" was you incorporate a lot of elements um, uh, from uh, creation myths uh, with uh, Gaia, um, the Songteller, um, uh, the mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 we, and with um book as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so, so how, how, how did that sort of evolve? you know, to incorporate some of the, um, things from, you know, other dark crystal stories, like creation myths into, um, uh, song of the dark crystal.
0: Well, one of the things I think that the books can offer, so, I mean, listen, we kind of know where the books are going. We know, we kind of know where this all ends up because it all started with the film that is a prequel, right? Um, So one of the things that I feel that improves the books is to help form connections between the other publications Mm. that have been produced. So drawing a connection between Creation Myths and World of the Dark Crystal or Legends of the Dark Crystal. I mean, that's something that as far as fleshing out the world and making things feel integrated, that's something that I think... um, is a uh, value for a, a property uh, product in the, in a way like yeah. this. So, I mean, I really loved Gears' story and, and creation myths, and I thought that it would... What I like about creation myths is that, I mean, it's set up as if these are myths that Gelfling tell to each other. You know, it's yeah. kind of like... These are these are their their oral history and their mythologies that they tell to each other. And so I like the idea that it's, you know the story of gear would be something that Kylan would know or that he would want to know if he didn't know about it. Mm. And so kind of hearkening back to that was, um, it was fun. And I also think that it, it helps just kind of keep building mythologies on top of each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, cause that was the other thing, I guess, you know um, you know, with the whole sort of canon of the dark crystal. Cause I know like um, legends of the dark crystal was sort of like the first sort of, um, the first sort of canon story that sort of came out, and I know this was sort of that was made like you know years before. Um, I think before the Dark Crystal team sort of decided to expand on the canon and do the creation myths, that sort of thing. So I mean, so Legends is sort of still part of you know still part of the overall canon of the storytelling with um, uh, the Dark Crystal for you, for you.
0: Um, I mean, I like to consider as long as there's no conflicts with anything, I like to consider essentially everything that's been, been published. Um, But then, you know, there's also opportunities too where you, maybe one thing will work better for one kind of story that wouldn't work. Like, you know, a graphic Mm. novel is not the same as a manga and it's not the same as a novel. And so sometimes just for, or or a television show for that matter, you know, the storytelling is different and what, might have worked for one story uh maybe doesn't work perfectly in its exact incarnation in another story um so there's always you know room for i think an interpretation in some ways if that makes sense
1: yeah absolutely i mean i mean i mean sar was a sort of another example how they've been you know incorporating you know all of the stories from the books i mean very recently you know with all the comics and and the books and the TV shows and the movies into this one sort of um, universe. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a fair point that, I mean, with, um, you know, that that for each medium, yeah, there is sort of a different kind of way to, to telling stories within um, the different mediums um, and that, you know, if they ever cross over, they can, you know, be interpreted in different ways but not, um, you know, not get to, I guess, conflicted or, you know, conflicting story issues, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: And I, I mean, the other thing is that I, Canon is incredibly important, right? Especially in fantasy where you have people who, uh, not people who, but like it's, it's a beloved world that for all intents and purposes is real and canon is very important in making sure that the backbone of the world stays intact, not the integrity of it stays intact. Um, I think the place where it gets very uh, fragile is when you're trying to tell a story that has to be self-contained and you have to assume that, the person who is reading it or watching it for the first time may not have read anything else. They might not have not, they might not know about anything else. They, they might, there are people who have read shadows of the dark crystal who haven't seen the film. Yeah, dark yeah. Crystal. And so in order to create a complete story, it takes a lot of finesse and care and sometimes, uh, creativity, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, to, to create a story that makes sense for somebody who might not know um, why things are a certain way or, you know, why why a character might not have ever, you know, mm. uh, take, for example, there's a problem, right? And maybe yeah. a character's story could, maybe on Earth they would solve a problem in an obvious way, but in, you know, on Thra that way is impossible, and so you have to yeah, explain same. to the reader, you know? So there's, there's places where canon and practical storytelling can come into conflict. And I think one of the greatest challenges in working on a multi-author property like The Dark Crystal um, is in kind of uh, balancing that, uh, I wanna say dichotomy, it's not really a dichotomy, but Mm -hmm. um, those those two things, you have one in either hand and you have to figure out what's the best way to tell this story.
1: Yeah, because I know, I think, um, uh, when I, I vaguely remember, yeah, from the interview with with Javier on, on the wide um, uh, video, and, and he sort of described about how sort of, um, I think the way, I think, you know, with the Gelflings, that, you know, they're not humans, so it's sort of a challenge to try and, you know, to write um, the Gelflings in a way that's, that's a bit alien, but at the same time had to be sort of, you know, relatable, I guess, um, to the view, to the listener or, or to the reader or, or to the viewer. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and at visual mediums like film, for example, mm. yes, yeah. uh, you can just create a creature and then show it to somebody and then they see it for what it is. And there it is yes, in well. a medium, in, in a medium that's pure, pure, almost purely written like a novel, you have to use some kind of word to describe this alien thing. Right. Yes, yeah. And so even by li- being limited by language, there's a certain limitation where I can't, you know, I want to say, I wanted to describe a, a, a creature that, oh, this is a good example, but in, in song spiders play a large role as you know, yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, but in my mind, these aren't, these aren't like eight legged, you know, earth spiders. It was just sort of shorthand for this uh, creature. But in, in you know we went back and forth with like, well, how do we describe this creature, this this race on thra? Mm. Yeah, you know that's it's like a spider, but it's not really a spider. Do we just call them spiders? Do we make up a new word or and you know, eventually, after a lot of back and forth, this is kind of what we came up with. but um, it's 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 uh, a, a challenge all on its own to to uh, write about, like Javi said, this alien yeah. world. That's yeah. not human. That's not earth. And it's supposed to be very different.
1: Yeah. And I guess, you know, you're speaking about like how, um, you know, w- with people that have been reintroduced or being introduced for the first time uh, with shadows and, and probably even with song. Um, I would imagine that there would be quite a few, you know, readers, you know, to get in that book for the first time. Um, and I think what was great, I guess, you know, you did have that sort of recap at the, at the start of the second book that that was sort of enough that I reckon if, They were like, oh, you know, oh, there was a previous story to it. I'll, 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 you know, check out that that previous adventure. Um, and I guess, I mean, that's the thing now, I guess, with Age of Resistance, that, um, you know, with that show in a way that that's going to potentially bring in new audiences, um, new people, um, into the Dark Crystal. So, yeah, I can understand sort of the challenges of, you know, um, you know, accommodating, you know, for, you know, for new people, um, as well as, um, you know, giving, you know, a little something for the fans, um, here and there. So, uh, um, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's what I loved, you know, having, you know, Ron, you know, Ron, you know, Ron, books and, um, and, and yeah, guys, story, um, yeah, in, incorporated. So yeah, I really enjoyed, um, enjoyed that. And, um, um, okay. um yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm just trying to think like, um, I know in, um, Chapter 10 uh, with with Augra, um, I liked her. There was this little bit of dialogue that sort of um, when she's talking about, you know, how many gulflings, you know, there's, you know, the Drenching and and um, the Silverling and um, the, the Spriton, and, and she says, you know, three out of seven ain't bad. It's still soon. Where are the others? Um, it feels like, yeah, that, that she's sort of referring to, you know, sort of the future, but does she is it like able to foretell the future or is like, or she can foretell something, but doesn't understand what it could mean or yeah. I'm really curious about um, your thoughts on, on that.
0: Yeah. So uh, one of the things that happens when you're writing for a property that has yeah. multiple ongoing other parallel projects happening yeah. <laughs> at the same time <laughs> uh, is that you have to kind of, right um in a way that can be interpreted broadly and then uh uh wrapped up at a later time so my interpretation of agra is that she has access to uh maybe various divination um abilities whether that's uh astronomical or whether that is you know communing with thra or speaking to the crystal or yeah. through, through whatever means i believe that agra is so wise that yeah. she can she can guess where things are going just because of the breadth of her experience yeah um, and i think that also though she doesn't i mean she's also in a lot of ways mortal she is not you know omniscient mm-hmm. Uh, and so when she thinks that she knows what's happening, she probably gets very attached to what she thinks is happening, but it may not always be exactly what she thinks is happening. If that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess like, I mean, she knew about when the next great conjunction was going to happen. Um, so I guess, yeah, you know, in that astronomical, um, perspective, like she knows of, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, it was just a really, yeah, just sort of interesting, um, thing that sort of, uh, yeah, just, um was really uh, curious about. Um and I, and I guess um I probably um I think I think we'll probably get more into this spoiler territory um <laughs> because I mean <laughs> this I think this was probably one of the big most sort of I I felt very unexpected moment um to happen in the book uh with the uh with the transformation of uh, Tavra. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, So with Tavra, basically, um, the spider was controlling her lifeless body. Um, the spider's name was Crychek. Is that how? Yes. Yeah. Crychek. Um, and so basically, you know, uh, Kylan grabs the spider, you know, they, they find out that the spider has been controlling Tavra the whole time, um, during the events of the second book, um, grabs the spider, squeezes its body, put it, puts it on, uh, Tavra's lifeless forehead and, and performs a dream etching sort of dream step stitching to transform, I guess, was it, I guess it's more transferring the mind of Tavra to the body of the spider. Um, is that, yeah. Is that, Yeah. 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 Yes.
0: Yes. So it's, <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I'm going to the, the science of this magic yeah. will be, relevant later um the the idea is that kylan's ability is to attach a dream to a physical object um and so the idea i think that i'm i'm hoping to unpack later is that he has attached his the dream of tavra in a way her essence or his memory of her onto the spider's body um then there's always the interesting question too is that really tavra or is it just kylan's memory of her or his dream of her but that will be explored later um yeah but uh yeah so it's uh i wanted to 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 go somewhere a little weird i think yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and, yeah. and 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 a bit extreme too but there's other reasons as well that are just uh that is setting setting up things for for uh, books three and four as well yeah um Whereas you know, in in the second book, it's just sort of in the scope of of uh, the the positioning of the um, the spider race, mm-hmm. uh, kind of again uh, in in relation to the sexes and the Gelfling.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was one of those things, you know, when I was reading the book and I got up to that moment, I'm like, what is going on here? You yeah. know? <laughs> and I mean, that's probably what you want all of readers to yeah. be like, you know, cause yeah, it, it was really out there. And I think, um, I guess the thing, you know, with, I guess I, I, I probably more, you know, we fans of the dark crystal, how, you know, that we don't really see much, you know, magic, that magic element, um, you know, in the dark crystal film, Um, and I know, you know, with the books that, you know, you've been introducing it, you know, through, uh, you know, uh, Valai, um, with, you know, I mean, the first sort of book was sort of more about the healing, um, healing powers. And so incorporating this, you know, this dream, um, etching dream stitching, um, uh, magic, uh, that, um, that Kylan uses, um, um. to to, to make it all work so um so so i guess um so i I guess you know you sort of went quite a bit of it that of course that the sort of that magic um you know with the gelflings that that's something that we'll probably see much later on down the track or um
0: in future books and whatnot
1: and yeah
0: yeah i think with the magic one of the things was that uh there was a there was a request for um some of that sort of magical aspect. Mm. Um, but no, nobody wanted, you know, quite a Harry Potter level of, uh, wand waving and, um, you know, stuff like that. But I do think that, uh, these sort of innate abilities and how they relate to, um, golfing culture is, is intriguing to me as well as it has a, a, rich, um, storytelling, uh, I want to say, uh, opportunity, um, as yeah. far as how, how those abilities might transfer to, um, when they get drained of their essence, what happens, how does that, does it benefit this? You know, it's one of those, those little things from the original DarkCrystal.com website, that kind of piqued my interest, which was that the Skeksis believed that the essences of the different Gelfling clans had different inherent properties. Um, yes, yeah. Like different flavors kind of, and and so um, that's kind of where that came from, was just sort of like, well, I wonder why, like, is is it just a benefit to Skeksis, or do these uh, abilities also benefit the Gelfling in some way, and how would that change their culture, and how would that change how their culture was built, was an interesting question. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely yeah so i mean it, yeah th- th- that was sort of one of those moments yeah we, you know it was very very unexpected but um <laughs> but no yeah. that was it, you know it's fun well, i you hope know.
0: you weren't expecting
1: it <laughs> no i wasn't un- expecting it and, and i mean that's that's the thing because um i mean now you know that we that in a way you know knowing about about this and now now i kind of want to reread it again because there was quite a few references you know to the spiders and you know what tavra uh, you know, was like in that, you know, she wasn't herself that whole time um, to, to get that sort of, um, uh, you know, point of view. And, and, and I mean, like when I was reading the book and, you know, I want to know more of Tavris' story about, you know, how she escaped and stuff and, and, you know, right. she sort of briefed over it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, It's a <laughs> bit of a bummer. And, and then reading, you know, later in the book, I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So that's why. So, because right. it was a spider. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah we'll be yeah I'm planning to uh to hopefully get into that a little bit more and and, and hash out not too many details because we can mm-hmm. kind of put together pieces but um Tavar is one of my my favorites so I'll I'll definitely take any opportunity to uh to to give her more um intrigue I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so no, they're very excited to say yeah uh see you know her story about you know as a spy and what all you know the moment when they reached to hurrah and what their re- what their reactions going to be like you know and all that kind of stuff right. so yeah <laughs> um, yep. and this is something that sort of um I was chatting to um uh to to Ethan um from the dream fasting group uh chatting about the um uh the dark Crystal, with oh, song of the dark crystal and he actually spotted something that I don't, that only sort of the hardcore fan might've um, picked this up. There was an Easter egg that, um, in chapter 18, um, as, uh, I think it was described as the, the Siphon Charms of Zale. Um, so this <laughs> is something I know you, you, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a, about this. And, um, so I'm just trying to think, um, and this was sort of a, a, a reference to, uh, one of the short stories from the Dark Crystal, um, author quest. So I just want to know, you know, how, what was like to, you know, adding those little tributes and I, all that. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, listen, that's my favorite stuff to read as a reader when you're yeah. reading it and you're like, Oh, I, that writer was in New York at that time and saw that weird thing happen. And then they wrote it and they put it in this book. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, And you know, Nancy, so basically here's the backstory is Nancy gray, who uh, has been on the podcast several times, I believe she yes, yeah. was a, she was a finalist in the author quest, um, the original, uh, call for submissions and her, one of her main characters name was sale and he was a seafin Um, so when I was writing about, uh, the tomb of relics where the characters in Song of the Dark crystal go, it's this place where it's just full of junk. Basically. It's just a lot yeah. of old, I mean, they're artifacts, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like a hoarder closet, but, um, I, and I was just like, I want to list off a bunch of stuff, you know, and I, I messaged Nancy and I was like, is it okay if I, you know, pop a reference to Zale in there? And she was like, oh, I would love that. Please do. So <laughs> I just dropped that in there, you know, as a little tribute to, yeah to, to her story and her characters. So that yeah. was, you know, it's just, it's just fun to do.
1: Yeah, no, that was awesome. I mean, like, you know, I must admit, like, I, I like I do, I've been really meaning to read all these other um short stories from that off the quest so now that you know was pointed out to me i'm still like all right now now i gotta go back and um you know just read her story as well as all the other stories as well um so no no which is which is kind of um good fun and um (laughs) i mean has there been any like is there any other like little easter eggs that you sort of incorporated in the book that you're just waiting for a reader
0: to Uh, discover or (laughs) they i do that a lot I, i guess um but like, I mean, well, I wouldn't want to spoil it. I'm sure okay, yeah. I can't actually. Th- they're always a like kind of a spur of the moment thing where I'm like writing and I'm like, this would be a funny way to put this, or this would be a fun thing to like refer to. But yeah. I, <laughs> I don't really, I don't remember them after I do it. So when people call them out later, and I'm like, oh, I did that, haha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't. I, don't there, I mean, there's some more. There's some more relevant ones. Um, the references to Ronit obviously are yeah, course, pretty yeah. straight. It's not not really an Easter egg, but there was a you know, Agra has a pretty minor role in Song of the Dark Crystal, and so what I wanted to do was really stage her in her relationship to the Gelfling people, which is that, you know, she's in her ory, she is doing her own thing, they they don't even know, kind of, if, if she still exists, she's sort of a legend, she hasn't really, mm. you know, and now, now that the Gelfling are in this time of need, you know, they go to her for help, and she doesn't really seem to help them, and there is a moment in creation myths that's a little similar, which is that Ronip goes to Agra and he says, we got to get rid of the Skeksis. And she's like, you know, and, you know, I think that, uh, I, I don't intend to bring Ronip into the story, but I think that that moment, there's a really interesting, you know, relationship between Agra and Ronip. And I know that there's uh, yeah. some, some controversy about his existence in the fandom but at the same time you know whether or not it's Ronip or just the idea of what is it like when you know you go to someone who you think is uh gonna help you and should help you that you trust and what happens when they just don't you know give you the help that you you, you, especially in a young adult book right there's Mm -hmm. always this theme of i I can go i can turn to my mentors for help But there's always a moment where you turn to your mentor and they're like, I can't help you. You have to do it. Yeah. You got to throw up. So anyway, this is a roundabout about way of saying like, you know, when I try to drop things into stories that are Easter eggs or references to the existing canon or, you know, other things, I try to do it in a way that's either, you know, reinforces the story I'm trying to tell or is – Kind of like a, more like an Easter egg where it's sort of just slipped in there. Like, you know, for people who, who know what's going on, they get a extra kick out of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I really got a kick out of it and you know, I like, I, I, I love Ryan up as a, as a character. <laughs> um, yeah, I know about the, the controversy with, with him. <laughs> um, but no, like, I mean, cause I mean, that was a thing like going back with, you know, creation myths and I think with volume three, because I mean, that book sort of came out a very long time. Of course, this is way before. Shadows, you know, you being on board with Shadows of the Dark Crystal, and I know that took a very long time for um, the third volume to come out, and I think we all had lots of different ideas, and I think once we sort of got that story, that it was sort of more of a side story of, you know, just yeah. like a up only sort of story, that it was like, well, you know, that was a bit, yeah, um, in in a bit of a different direction, um, but mm. I mean, at but from the end of it, um, I guess it sort of opened up more story, um possibilities you know you know that originally you know i would have thought that th- the third volume would have just wrapped everything up in a neat little package sort of thing and um sort of wrapped it all up but because it sort of ended the way it did um that yeah it sort of opened a lot more story um uh possibilities and uh mm-hmm. and yeah i mean i would love to see you know you know if ron up ever does come back i know last time we saw him he was you know out with the uh the mac racks on on a very long journey, and you know, doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like he's going to come back, but um, I always hold out just that little bit of hope, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. If, yeah. It,
0: if there's one thing that uh, people who work on licensed products mm-hmm. know. Never yeah. wrap up a story, right? No, <laughs> just like, just, just a job. tiny bit open. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your job to make sure that for every every project you finish, five more could be written. You know, because yeah. of questions that you asked and didn't answer. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, um, and I'm just trying to think. So, yeah, I mean, overall, like, we've, um, yeah, so on the dark crystal, yeah, really enjoyed it, and, um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to. Um, the further adventures of, you know, with books uh, three and four. So I guess, I mean, that was one of the um, questions, I think, um, probably ever since the announcement uh, with Age of Resistances, is um, how, um, how the, like, ha- has the book sort of made a, an effect on now that this Netflix series is happening, whether, you know, you, whether with future stories that you'd be incorporating things from Age of Resistance or having some, you know, uh, kind of connective tissue between the books and the TV show, or will it be, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same that goes for kind of all of the other publications and the family of Dark Crystal Extended Universe, uh, which I mean, everything that's, you know, not the film. Um, yeah. yeah, there's, I definitely have a very open and collaborative, um, channel of communication with, uh, Will and Jeff and Javi, um, who are the, the writers uh, for Age of Resistance, to make sure that, you know, and I'm, I mean, I, I've been in, you know, contact with the Hensons, obviously, too. Lisa Henson does a great job of uh, coordinating. She, she knows the canon, like yeah. like her, her own family tree. It's uh, totally amazing that despite all of the other things that she's working on, when she would come into the writer's room and she'd be like, this is not canonical. That didn't happen. <laughs> <Like> she, <laughs> she can she knows yeah. it all the top of her head. So, I mean, yeah. Because the communication is so strong and because everybody is so committed to making sure that everything fits together properly, um, you know, I think that the the communication between all the different projects um, is a very uh, easy one in a way, I guess, just because we all, like if I'm writing something and I'm like, oh, is this going to you know, affect that? You know, I can just send an email and get an answer really quick. So it's, it's, it's a very, it's like a living creature. We're all tending this garden and we have different plots in it. And, uh, but we kind of share the same space and, um, luckily everybody I think works really well together. Uh, and as, as far as I can tell, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, that's great. But yeah. For, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, in the yeah. same age. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of a, that's kind of a big answer, but I mean, the the small answer is that, um, you know, everything all, it all affects each other and, uh, everything affects each other, everything affects everything else. And, um, and, and ultimately it really just improves every individual project, uh, within the family as well too. So, you know, it's been a really, it it actually in a lot of ways it, it kind of shoulders some of the pressure from me too just because now I've got other people that I can ask you know, like what do you think about this or oh you, know, you know or what about this direction what do you think you know and to be able to to work with more of a team I mean is is really helpful in a world that is that is so rich and uh, and and has so many questions unanswered
1: yes yeah and I, I guess I mean that, that was sort of the good thing uh, you know that uh, books three and four are, are still happening because um, that was sort of the other thing I think early on whether how how much of the impact the book series would have uh, with Age of Resistance whether you know uh, whether the story is going to wrap up a lot early to you know to to uh, you know get to uh, the Age of Resistance and and um, or you know whether the stories had to be changed quite a bit from your you know original ideas I, I guess uh, you know with you know with the with the whole book plan series, you know, there was like any drastic changes that had to be made to sort of accommodate that. Um, but It seems like, you yeah, know, you know, that all is good
0: uh, uh, with that. Yeah. I mean, as far as, as far as, far as I know, the, the next two books are still happening. Yeah. <laughs> so if, they, if they've been canceled, I'll be the last one to know probably. So yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's not No, no, no. So no. Nah, 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 which, which is, which is great to hear. Um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, So at the moment, has there been any, um, uh, any updates with, I guess, you know, with the next book of, um, as part of the, the young adult, the dark crystal series of books that I know something you're able to announce it at the moment or is it still, um,
0: well, right, right now, um, it's in the outline phase. So I'm working on, um, I'm an outliner. And when you do work for, you know, a property like this, where a lot of people, get to look at what you're planning to make sure that it all fits in and everything. All of these other previous books have been um, written based on an outline that was approved. Uh, so I'm, I'm in the process right now of working with Penguin and um, uh, working on the outline to make sure that, you know, we have a solid uh, trajectory. Um, and I'm also writing the outlines for three and four at the same time, because, you know, it's going to be the wrap up for the book series and I'll make sure that we tie up most of the loose, loose ends. And, uh, so that's where that's at right now. And, and, uh, you know, publishing is a slow moving, uh, unstoppable train, but, uh, hopefully you know um we didn't have any announcements really at comic-con this year no uh the book has come out i know that last year we were able to um announce the title for book two but that is actually the, the titles for three and four are part of the outline and so that's all being kind of processed right now um But yeah, once the outlines kind of go through their due process, helping to start writing both of the books at the same time to make sure, not at the same time, one after the other, but you know. Yeah, yeah, you're (laughs) just close to each
1: other. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) To make sure that everything makes sense. You just
1: have like two different laptops, you know, have
0: one for book (laughs) three and book four. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, That would be really cool if I could do that. Um, But yeah, hopefully, as soon as everything is sort of. you know, solidified, will be able to make a announcement about at least a title, you know, and, and kind of some of that information would be very exciting to share.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that, that is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited, you know, for the future of the dark crystal. I mean, so much is happening, you know, with, with dark crystal now, you know, not only with your book series, but also with the age of resistance, um, that's really changed things in a big way. I mean, you know, for not only for dark crystal, uh, fans but also you know for this podcast in a way that um that you know for with our, sh- with our shows that will be discussing so much about um all the news and updates with age of resistance so there is a lot to look
0: forward to there is there is and what's really cool about it is that like because the you know i mean okay the publications for Dark Crystal have been you know they go back a long time and so there's been a lot of people who have been following along since 1982 and the fact that that people who are discovering the Dark Crystal right now um, are able to you know whether they come in because they read the manga or because they read the books that they can go online and find I mean a place where people are still talking every day yeah about about this thing that they've just discovered i think is really cool as long as you know as long as it's a welcome environment where everybody can share what's happening and it's it's really cool and i i think that you know especially since i'm writing for young people i'm writing for ages you know 15 to 18 roughly yeah um to know that i mean these people were not that the, the movie came out before they were born um and and so, a lot of them don't even know that it was a movie. And when they, you know, when they fall in love with a book, and then they go online to see what what's going on with the dark crystal, and they find this sort of treasure trove of uh, of, of stuff that they have that they get to now go and experience is really cool. And so, I think that you know, fandom in a way is uh, the lifeblood of. Uh, of, of beloved properties like this so yeah. it's a really ex- exciting time for the dark crystal and um it will continue to be at least until age of resistance <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so when everybody then... was quiet for for a 10-hour binge session and yeah. nobody <laughs> <laughs> says any
1: yeah Uh yeah, no, no, which is which is great, and I mean, yeah, just the the news just um just came out of nowhere with age of resistance with age of resistance, you know, with myself up, you know, waking up first in the morning, just seeing the internet sort of exploding and all the dark crystal uh page group pages uh, fan groups uh, posting about the news. I'm like, well, and I had to do that um
0: Facebook live video to sort of yeah. <laughs> well, I bet you felt like you were dreaming. I mean, I think the thing is was- with people. Have- been waiting for the, the sequel movie you know for so long yes yeah me too for yeah. so long yeah. that that you know it, you kind of expect the announcement to be oh it's going to be a prequel movie instead you know yes yeah. and then when it's like no it's not just going to be a prequel movie it's going to be on you know netflix and it's going to be a tv series you're like wait did i am i dreaming this yeah. or is this <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: happening <laughs> and and i because i mean for myself like you know i must admit like i mean like Oh, you know, I was really looking forward to, you know, with, with, your books and, and of course with the, I know with power, of the dark crystal being instead adapted to comic books, but I was mm-hmm. sort of, you know, thinking, you know, what, what will, what will be the next thing for the dark crystal? Right. And so with, you know, going to the television medium, um, to that visual medium, I guess, aspect is, uh, is very exciting. So, um, mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. and yeah, just, just can't wait. Um, so yeah, I just want to say, um, Joe, just, uh, th- thank you so much for, for being on the show. Um, how, how can listeners, uh, uh, want to know more about you and, and your work and, and how can people find you?
0: Yeah. So I'm pretty active on Facebook. Uh, you can just search jam Lee. Um, you know, song of the dark crystal just came out July 18th. It's available pretty much wherever books are sold. Um, and otherwise I'm on Twitter and on Instagram, um, with the handle Joey verse J O E Y V E R S E. And otherwise, uh, just, you know, hanging out on the internet. Yeah. Awesome. S- seeing what's going on. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Thank you for having me. You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry!
1: At last the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To
0: the crystal chamber!
1: Well that's all the time I have for this month's Trial by Stone. Special thanks to Joe for being this month's guest. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast, or follow us on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. I hope you all enjoyed the show and come back next month for more Trial by Stone.